1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with...
1: Jason Shear.
2: And (laughs) I'm in a good mood because we were just listening to Backstreet Boys... That's always Uh, 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 uplifting uh, and nostalgia, much like Arizona men's basketball playing USC tomorrow, Thursday, the 19th of January.
1: That was good, babe.
2: There you go. Do you like how I put all of that together? Um, Yep. We're here to preview Arizona men's basketball against USC. And uh, who are the announcers tomorrow night?
1: Bill Walton and Roxy Bernstein.
2: The Roxy B.
1: My boy Roxy.
2: And Billy B. Um, I wonder if he'll get his... It's Billy B. You know, whatever. I don't I wonder if he'll get his special chair. He will. Bill Walton's special chair that was debuted at the last home game.
1: Speaking of chairs, Shelby, I don't know if you know this. Let me tell you about the history of chairs. You see, it all started in a village.
2: A village or a cave? I don't know. Where
1: were chairs invented?
2: I mean, inquisitive minds want to know. I'm
1: going to Google this. Just keep talking.
2: The history of chairs. Where
1: were chairs? Good Lord.
2: What have we become? The
1: ancient Egyptians are believed to be the... You know, I live in Tucson and eat a lot of Mexican food when it changed chairs to chimichangas. Did it really? Swear to God.
2: Interesting.
1: You're my favorite chimichanga.
2: Okay. Well, (laughs) we're actually here to talk about something importante.
1: Can we talk about how Brielle... Um, got a gift last night and it was a, a rim that you dunk on and you put on the door and I dunked on you th- earlier today <laughs>
2: my You almost ripped my hair out when
1: I elbowed you in the head and
2: I was trying to try to get out of the way There's
1: no ref no foul no blood I hurt you a little bit, but there's no blood and I taught you when you come in the paint with me You best recognize
2: Also, I didn't know we were playing anything and I was caught off guard completely So it was kind of a cheap shot and if you there was a ref, you would have been I called out. I dunked
1: her, and then I shoved her and told her to get the F off me.
2: <laughs> Jason's very aggressive. You guys think that he's super nice It was, and it was the Folly Dotted Krisa esque <laughs> Oh, my God. That was a charge, by the way. I don't care what anyone says. Um. Anyway, how big of a game is this? Who are they playing? I believe it's USC. Right, sorry. Okay. You went on a the tangent. The Trojan. I was very focused. I no. went on a tangent. You're talking about freaking chairs and dunking on me with our kids' toy hoop.
1: I watched Last of Us last night. It was very good. Do you want to
2: just talk about your whole fucking day? <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> do you show an f on? Um Yeah, so USC, it is clearly a big game. Now, you could do the whole, it's only as big as the next, but the big, it, it, UCLA is the next one. Arizona has to beat the teams that it's supposed to beat. That's the key to the rest of the schedule. Is that the
2: key to just winning in general?
1: No, because, look, at the end of the day during the regular season, if Arizona loses to UCLA, it's not the end of the world, right? If Arizona lost to USC, it wouldn't be a great loss. It wouldn't be bad, but, you know, you, you take it one game at a time. Um, it feels like a very big win. Win it feels like a very big game because of what happened at Oregon. Because of the fact that Arizona has not been playing well in conference play. Is it any bigger than the Oregon game? Maybe only because Arizona lost to Oregon. You know, if Arizona beat Oregon, would this still be a big game? I don't know. But it is a big game because of the recent play and the recent results. And I feel like... You know, we, we go to practice. We watch, like, the last 10 minutes, if that. And we interview Tommy Lloyd. He changed it. It's not a press conference anymore. He does it right on the court. It's pretty cool because you get to see the last 10 minutes. And um, it was really funny because Shimmy, they call him Shimmy, but it's it's Karnowski on Gonzaga. So we walk in, and uh, he's he's the new GA, Karnowski on Gonzaga. His pro career hasn't worked because of um, injuries and all that. But he is uh, he's a large man at gonzaga shelby he was uh seven foot one and 304 pounds holy cow and we walk in and dylan anderson and henry Vasar are are doing post drills against him and when you do post drills, you know like the the kicking bags like Mm -hmm. the blue kicking bags and you kind of shove the big man karnowski didn't have a bag he used himself (laughs) he was literally like pushing these guys in the air and saying finish through my contact Jesus. And he, it was like, he's just a large ass man. But the thing that, like, Tom, I'm going on a tangent, whatever. The thing that Tommy Lloyd said is most impressive is he's really smart. And so now all of a sudden, no disrespect to Arizona's coaches. They're obviously great coaches. But there's a difference when Dylan Anderson is posting up Karnowski versus when he's posting up Jack Murphy. Like, it's kind of like right. physically, there's a difference. So it was pretty cool. There was no announcement or anything. We just walk into practice and go, holy shit, is that the new walk-on? Like, who's that guy? Because he was doing post drills. But um, the attitude also felt different. Like, it felt like they were very focused but not tight. And that was kind of the theme of the post-game or post-practice stuff is they got to start playing loose. They're starting to overthink of it. Tommy maybe is overcoaching the guys to play through certain things, and they need to go back to the loose basketball, having fun getting up and down the court that they were early in season. A lot of it is talk. We'll see if it works, but um, Michael Luke agreed. I texted him tonight, and it felt good. Like, it, you got a good feeling after practice, watching and talking and all that. So, I think it is a big game. You know, Tommy said it's a big game. Is it any bigger than whatever? I don't know, but for WildcatAuthority.com, it's it's surely a very big game. Huge. For my sanity. Huge, a
2: as a game. New Yorker would say. Um. Okay, well... What type of team is USC? I also
1: want to point out that Oregon is beating Cal by 22. So that's a plus for us. Because if Oregon lost to Cal, good Lord, it would have been bad. So what type of team is USC? USC is pretty much the same Andy Enfield-ish type of team. It always is. Um, Very solid defensively. 45th on Ken Palm. But they allow opponents to shoot 44% from the field. That's 15th in the country. They don't force a ton of turnovers. They're average in that regard. Um, they don't defense. They they allow. A, they don't defensive rebound very good at all. Um, they are number one in the country, Ken Palm, in two-point percentage allowed. So 41%. Uh, they block a lot of shots on defense. So they are going to control the paint. That's their goal. They have size, the athleticism. If you want to shoot threes and beat us that way defensively, if uh, USC defensively, then so be it. If you take a look at the games that they lost, um, you know, like they lost to Washington State by 10 on January 1st. That game against Washington State, Washington State was 14 of 29 from three. Uh, UCLA doesn't shoot a ton of threes. They lost that game. USC almost blew that game. Uh, UCLA was 9 of 26 from three. Uh, you know, you take a look, even going back to Tennessee on November 24th, Tennessee is not a great shooting team. They only made three, but they took 18. And so Arizona is going to probably shoot a decent amount of threes because that's in USC's game plan. They want to cut everything off in the paint, really make you work for it um, and go from there. Offensively, they're average in their average in most areas, possession length, average field goal percentage. Below average, probably a little bit. They turn the ball over too much. They're not a great rebounding team, which is kind of weird because they have good size. Um, They don't shoot threes. You know, they shoot threes. I'm jinxing the shit out of this game. But (laughs) they they only make 32% of threes. And they only... um, Their attempt ratio is very low. So they're 319th in the country in terms of teams that shoot threes out of their field goal attempts. So... They're not a big three-point shooting team at all. They're actually 333rd in the nation in point distribution where behind the arc. Now, we've seen it before where they'll come in and someone will hit 19 threes. But uh, in terms of game plan, USC is not a team that wants to live and die by the three. They want to get you inside with their athleticism. They want to defend. Um, they'll try to turn you over at a decent rate. But it's really just hard-nosed defense. Block shots, steals kind of go from there. So, they're just kind of a, a solid team. I don't, I, I, you know, they have some good wins. They beat Auburn. That's clearly a good win. Uh, they just beat Utah and Colorado. They were in the USC game. Probably should have won that game. Sorry, the UCLA game lost by two. But they also lost to 10 by to Washington State. Um, you know, they, they their only bad loss is Florida Gulf Coast early in the season. Other than that, they're a pretty good team. And they're a tournament team, again, most likely. And it, it won't be an easy challenge. But... Um, you know, it's a game where if Arizona's offense is clicking, it, it probably becomes hard for USC.
2: Okay. Um, well, what's a matchup that you are looking forward to the mostest?
1: Uh, I'm going to change it up a little bit here, Shell. Okay, Usually I go with a big man matchup, but I'm going Don't with a... The... Don't we
2: all always want to go with the big man?
1: Get pervert. Anyway. I'm
2: not. I'm saying.
1: Okay. Whatever. Do you want to pause this podcast? No.
0: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: How come you can say things and then... Because no you're a
0: woman. To... You don't have that, right?
2: Excuse me. Oh,
0: my
1: God.
2: <laughs> I'm going to dump this cup of water on you.
1: Because I dunked on your ass, that's why. Anyway... <laughs>
2: She's, it was if, an unauthorized dunking. if you can't
1: you can't see through a podcast but I'm in deep trouble when this thing ends
2: unauthorized so
1: we're gonna go for a four hour live podcast up until the game time anyway I was born in 1983 and okay uh the match she's gonna stop looking at me that way <laughs> um I'm single now apparently uh <laughs> I'm flustered <laughs> You're really giving me a dirty look. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Anyway, the matchup I'm looking forward to the most is Boogie Ellis. Chell, you didn't make a Boogie comment. You love that name. Boogie. Boogie,
2: woogie.
1: Boogie Ellis versus Kirk Carissa. Now, Boogie Ellis is the better player. He's one of the better point guards in the com- conference. He's taking a large percentage of USC shots. He defends very well. His three-point percentage is, is pretty decent at 37. Um, he is the ball is in his hands the most. The only guy that gets more minutes than him on the team is Drew Peterson. And those two are way ahead of everyone else. I think this this is a big week for Kirk Kreese. That's why I'm pointing out this matchup. Boogie Ellis is the better player, but it feels like Kirk Kreese needs to step up. And I think this is a good opportunity to do it. You know, and, and you know USC is going to force Kirk Reisa to shoot them some, th- some threes. He's going to get some looks at three because that's what USC wants you to do. They're kind of cool with it. Um, you know, you, you take a look at Boogie, and he's going to try to get in the lane and get Arizona's bigs in foul trouble and, and kind of go from there. And, and so Kirk is going to have his opportunities in this game. Uh, I do believe he's been defending better, but this game probably isn't about defense as much as offense. Arizona needs Kerr to get up and down the court, to run the offense, to take care of the ball against a tough, athletic defensive team. That's the matchup that I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, if you want me to pick another one, it'd be Umar versus Joshua Morgan. Uh, Morgan is a good defensive center. Block shots, very solid. Gets the majority of the minutes at center. Um, you know, Umar, you want to see him bounce back from a, a poor defensive effort against Oregon. That'll be a fun matchup. But that point guard matchup to me is the one that that really sticks out.
2: Okay, and what matchup does Arizona need to take advantage of?
1: So for all that athleticism, you know, USC's not a great rebounding team. Uh, they're a big team, but they're not a great rebounding team, which is kind of weird. Uh, you know, Arizona should be able to really – hit the offensive glass. Um, you know, it's the, the matchup that, that I think, it, it sounds silly, but so the way that USC's lineup has been going, Drew Peterson's at the four. Uh, he is 6'9", 205, and I like Drew Peterson. I think he's solid. He's probably ecstatic that Dalen Terry is not there to shut him down anymore. But it's a weird situation because Drew Peterson probably is going to be able to get around Azulis as much as he wants. Julius is going to have difficulty guarding him. But there's less of a chance that Drew stops Julius Drew Peterson gets the minutes at the four. Trey White gets the minutes at the four. He's 6'7", 210. Like, USC has no one on their roster unless they go with unique lineups that is going to be able to guard Azulis Tubelis. I'm curious if Arizona plays Pella at the four a little bit more in this game with a normal Five, like, you know, maybe even Azulis at the five by right? with Pell at the four and maybe some double guard lineups just because Azulis is going to have to guard Drew Peterson in the way that USC plays. But USC doesn't have a guy that plays the four on their entire roster that's going to be able to slow down US, uh, Azulis. I mean, it's Peterson, Trey Wright, and Kobe Johnson. None of those guys have any chance. It could be another situation where USC kind of says, you know what, Azulis is going to get his. Let's make Umar's life miserable let's challenge the guards to beat us. That's what most teams are doing because Julius is as good as it gets now anyway, and USC doesn't really have a guy that's going to be able to, to kind of slow him down.
2: Okay. Um, well, that's all sounds great, but what's your prediction?
1: So I know coming off the Oregon game, the vibes aren't great on the message board in the community, whatever it may be. And there's really not a ton of reason for me to have confidence, but I like the vibe at practice today for whatever reason. And, you know, USC is more athletic, but they're not a great shooting team. Um, They're big at the center, they're big at, like, the wings and stuff, but they're not necessarily big up front. Arizona shouldn't get killed on the boards. Um, You know, Kobe Johnson is solid, he's not an outstanding shooter. Trey White, I like a lot, not an outstanding shooter. If the bigs on Arizona defend well, I think it becomes hard for, for for USC to win because you're asking a lot. I mean, you take, like, the three-point percentage. Um, you know, Boogie is at 37. That's solid. Drew Peterson's at 34. That's decent enough. Reese Dixon-Water, so I think it's going to be really good, is at 25%. Uh, Trey White is at 25%. Kobe Johnson is at 31%. But they don't shoot a lot of them. That's the That's the key, like – Kobe Johnson only has 35 attempts. Trey White only has 32. Uh Re-Sticks and Water has fifth. So it, it's it's not a ton. You're asking for guys, you know, when you when you play Arizona and we we analyze it, whatever, we're looking at guys that come in and can shoot the shit out of the ball. USC's really not that type of team, and they're not a deep team at all. They really got, you know, Resticks and Waters off the bench will get the majority of the minutes. Uh Big Vince will get some minutes as well. But beyond that, it's not a lot of guys that are getting minutes off the bench. Like foul trouble in this game would go a long way. Malik Thomas just isn't very good. Um, So, you know, Kajani Wright isn't very good this season. Hasn't been getting a lot of minutes. Harrison Hornery, whatever. Um, Your boy Harrison Hornery. You like him. Uh, I just got a a solid vibe from practice. And I like what Tommy Lloyd said. And maybe I'm falling for the lip service, whatever. But I like this game for Arizona. So I'm going to go 80 273 I think Arizona wins this game and offensively I actually think Arizona surprises and looks better than people expect
2: all righty we have it here first Jason Shear's prediction of the game we did watch Xavier lose tonight just by the by a thread
1: let's be very clear just in case you don't watch college basketball it is hard to win on the road It doesn't matter. Xavier at home would kill DePaul. Xavier at DePaul, loses. TCU goes to West Virginia, loses. It is difficult to win on the road. Like, people, I think, take that for granted. Now, obviously, there's situations, like, I'm not saying Arizona should lose a game next week, but, like, you go on the road, and it's tough. UConn lost to Seton Hall on the road. Like, it's, you know... It's not easy to to win on the road. It's a tough thing. And so I think people kind of need to realize, you know, it's not the end of the world when your team loses a road game. It's how they respond at home. And that's what we're going to find out against USC.
2: Okay. There was other stuff that happened today. Um, Arizona football. Their schedule was released.
1: Yes, the schedule was released. We're going to do a separate podcast. We'll do a separate podcast
2: about it, but... That was exciting. Mm-hmm. Already wish it was the fall. Just completely get through the spring and summer.
1: Shelby really wishes it's fall because we're at the point of the year where I walked in on Shelby using the TV fireplace for warmth.
2: I love the Netflix TV fireplace. We've talked about this. It's just for comfort. I know that it's not warm. I just like to have it on. It's relaxing.
1: I warmed you up when I dunked on your ass. Got the blood flowing. Booyah. I he's feel like fire. when someone NBA doesn't jam. know
2: that they're playing and you do that, it was a cheap shot. I'm just saying.
1: Okay. I don't really care. Whatever. <laughs> I'm glad it made
2: you feel better.
1: Thanks, honey. It makes me feel more masculine.
2: It is cute watching Brielle try to play with that hoop that we bought her. Yeah,
1: I've been picking up Brielle for the last half hour so she could dunk and my back hurts.
2: Mm-hmm. He's but... gonna he's gonna go use an ice pack now.
1: Very upset about Saturday. I'm missing her flag football game.
2: So. Yeah, Jason has to go cover the game. Whatever. Arizona, UCLA. You're all so
1: lucky to have me. And I'm, by you all, I mean Shelby.
2: I'm not more than one person. All right,
1: well, anyway, bear down. <laughs> and now, Shelby with the USC Trojan basketball joke.
2: What do you get when you drive slowly by the USC campus?
1: What, Shelby?
2: A degree. <laughs> all right, one more. What are the best four years of a USC Trojan's life? What, Shelby? Third grade.
1: (laughs) Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller.